Hey guys, welcome back to the Forex Files podcast where we talk about all things Forex and answer your questions. Uh, of course, myself and Tans. Hello everyone. We have no guests today and we also have kids outside both of our houses screaming, so hopefully. Uh, you worded that really wrong there. Hmm? You worded that wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Right, this kid's playing outside and it's doing me in. Hopefully you just can't hear it, but whatever. So, um, Tans, it's been a week. It has, it has. Indeed, a very long week. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually Friday. Good Friday today, so most people will be off. Or, who aren't already off, most people will be off. Yeah. And people are still queuing for fish and chips, so just one of them things. Mm. But, mm. today's topic, dealing with frustration in trading, we'll say. That'll be the topic title. Yeah, it's a fitting topic for this week, definitely, I have to admit. Yeah, 100%. Well, you can start. Well, to be fair, just before this phone call, I was actually going through like a recap of the trades that I took this week. They hit my stop loss to the pip from a, a stupid spike, and then they go straight towards TP. Yeah. I had, that yeah. happened from Monday through to... Monday and Tuesday happened, actually. And I was like twelve percent. I was twelve percent down <laughs> at that point. So. And you yeah, just started your signals group as well, so the emotions would have yeah. been even even higher. Yeah, I was more. I have to admit, on Tuesday evening, but, uh, sort of. I didn't. I didn't really know what to do. It was more. I felt bad for everyone who joined the channel. I just felt like everyone's gonna start leaving. You okay. hyped it up as well. You built it up, and then. I know, yeah, I, I put a lot of promos out as well for it, and that's what happened. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't great at the time. Tuesday wasn't a Tuesday wasn't a good evening. Yeah, me. no, Monday and Tuesday were terrible. Wednesday was slightly better. Thursday I traded nothing pretty much, and today yeah, I haven't I noticed, traded yeah, anything. I know you stopped. Yeah, I mean, th there's pretty much two good ways to deal with it. I think one of them's just do exactly what you did and just mm. sort of allow the fact that your strategy was fine there was nothing wrong with it and keep trading which is what that's I assume you did up, yeah 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 that's a good thing because um, I never questioned my strategy like I used to like um, I remember when I used to have a losing week in the signals group I used to question whether my strategy is actually is actually profitable or not but then I always just look back at the trades that I would have taken, like just back testing it and realize that the, the strategy is fine. It's just the market is just being a bit funny. Yeah. But there's nothing for me to change, really. I think currently it's very hard to trade signals the way I trade. Um, no excuses or anything. It was a terrible week for me. Uh, I just basically took a break from the market Thursday and Friday, today and yesterday, basically. And, uh, basically just exactly like you say back test regather thoughts and just prepare for the next week pretty much uh not trading's better than losing which is something that people need to understand when markets are like this if you can't trade them and you keep complaining about the markets the best thing to do is just to not get into them and just sort of take your time take a break because you're still making you're not making progress but you're not going backwards which is just the key to sort of preserving your account 
Yeah. But yeah, pretty much just took a break. What did I mention before this? I've just completely gone blank. Um, what did you mention before? <laughs> uh, I'm not uh, sure. Something about my, my strategy not mixing with the oh, closest things. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the way I trade is very small stop loss, very tight entries. And I've been trying to use limits and stops, uh, buy stops, buy limits a lot more than, well, than ever really. I've never used them. But even then, the way the markets are spiking up and down, like you say, hitting stop loss and coming back, it's very hard to just predict with those sort of, uh, end, uh, what do you call them, executions. Yeah. So I think for me, scalping would be fine, but once you start holding trades longer, your stop loss is going to, well, stop losses from 10 to 20 pips are going to be taken out regardless of whatever you do. Yeah, especially this week. I don't know why there was a lot of, it just seemed like a lot of market manipulation earlier this week. Mm -hmm. It's just like none of the spikes made sense. Well, to be fair, well, actually, no, it didn't make sense. One of them was I had a Euro GDP trade and a GDP CHF trade. And um, yeah, it was when Boris went into intensive care. I hope he's, I actually heard he's doing better now. Yeah, he's not in intensive care, but he's still in hospital, yeah. I think. But the moment that that was announced that he went in, I never understood how that affects. How does that make the pound drop? Like, it, it sort it of make, makes sense, it but it doesn't. It doesn't really. Yeah, because obviously it's because he's the prime minister. The, the you know, yeah. that's why it dropped. But in theory, if he was ill, there's still thousands of other people in charge who control the economy. That's, he doesn't. Yeah, that's really do anything. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But yeah. I mean, it sort of makes sense, but it sort of doesn't. I know what you're, where you're coming from, but it, it is literally... The only reason is because he's the Prime Minister of the UK, so it's like... Mm. And uh, it was because of that I got spiked out of my two two key trades, which sort of started my Tuesday off. I woke up with two stop losses. It wasn't great. At minus 4% on Tuesday. Yeah. Was... Dow Jones as well has been spiking quite a lot, I know. Pretty much, my group's become known for US thirty at this point. Yeah, everyone, done well, uh, every well last, last week. Yeah. yeah, everyone's been asking for the US thirty trades, but pretty much the same thing. Just spiked out and then straight down, and it was quite rough. I mean, I made one mistake when I made my bias for bullish for the day, and I started taking sales, and then it ended up bullish. But yeah, I was going to ask you about that to be honest, because I. So Ben, he was sending me screenshots of a bullish trade, but he was sending sales into the group chat. Yeah, it wasn't, I don't know why I was doing that to be honest, because there was a lot of bullish spikes that just had no reason to be there, it was just mainly the market being overextended, so they had to retrace, but pretty much got stopped out and then it retraced and then pulled back. And then it was just over and over again. But as I always say, trade with the trend. To be fair, it's still looking very bullish at the minute. Yeah. I think the recovery is going to start pretty soon, to be honest. A lot of people are saying it's going to drop, but I still think the recovery is on the cards. Oh, I'm just looking at it, actually. It's got a good a good setup for it, to be fair, for, for a buy. Yeah, it's just rejected the uh, 2, 3, 5... Zero level, if I remember correctly. 
253 wait 23500 yeah, yeah. is that what it's at yeah but i missed it i'm i missed the entry that i would have wanted yeah same oh Okay. I I'm, think I'm, I had a 900 trade. I don't know if the recovery is coming though. No, you don't think? I don't, I don't know. It just seems, for me, I just it just seems way too early. Yeah, it's it's got to cover the 61% fib. I think it's going to open there when it comes open on Tuesday. And then it's mm. probably going to plummet after that. The annoying thing is I probably would have taken this trade if it, if it wasn't Good Friday and if Monday... Um, wasn't another bank holiday. Yeah, I mean, for people who work, this is the best time of their lives, really. It's free, four-day weekend. But Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I used to get excited for these. <laughs> yeah. And then I used to, like, you put in your holidays for the week after, so you only use four days, and then you get, like, nine days off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the way to do it. But, yeah, I think, as of now, I'm sure you've seen the Ty Lopez advert going around. Uh, yes, yeah. the one about you've heard the saying about lemons into lemonade now's it's never been more true or whatever mm, and it's yeah. true literally people are sitting at home and complaining they're bored and people are complaining once they get out they're going to say well we've got no money anyway but it's like now's the time to be making money whatever sort of it doesn't have to be trading just in general what you want to be doing right now is looking to work from home and it yeah. should it should scare you more now, knowing the fact that this can happen, and people are losing their jobs, and you're being paid eighty percent. If you're living above your means, then that eighty percent might not even cover your, you know, living expenses. Which is sounds stupid to me, but people live like that. Hmm. Yeah, I never understood that to be honest. Yeah, I, I mean, was, I always found that a bit strange. But uh, it's just a. It's, it's a social thing, isn't it? Yeah, the the sort of social ranking in terms of in well, just in general, really. People like that sort of buzz from showing off, don't they? Mm. That's what yeah. you get. But I mean, overall, now is perfect time to start. Even if you've got less money, you've got plenty of time. No one can say they've got no time right now. There is no yeah, way. That is true. You can't say you don't have time to learn to trade either. Yeah. And even if the markets are hard to trade right now, for especially for beginners, the um, back testing right now, you've got plenty of time to do it, and there's plenty of history to go through. But yeah, and to be fair, I've always said that trading. I think I said it a few weeks ago actually here that um, trading in these conditions is good. Uh, is a good test. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's about well managing risk more than anything, mm -hmm. because we know a lot of people who don't manage risk at all, and they they inevitably pay the price. Yeah, we but, sometimes do that. Uh huh? We sometimes do that. Oh yeah, definitely, but never on our proper accounts. <laughs> well, very yeah, rarely. That's, that's true. We have we always have a. A fun account. I think I'm, I, I have an addiction to trying to flip accounts. It's bad because I never do it like properly. But if I have, say, obviously I've got my commissions account that I don't have any clients on. But if I get anyone through there, I just sort of try and flip whatever hundred and fifty pounds into into whatever, and it never works. Which just shows it's literally there's no point in doing it. 
Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. get lucky. Even if you get lucky, you'll try again and then it'll be blown anyway. Well, that's the addictive um, factor with Forex, isn't it? Because I don't, I don't think I'll be, I don't think I'll ever be able to quit Forex. Mm. I don't, I don't think I ever can. I, it's, I think it's quite hard to, to stop. I think I could in the in the long, like far, far distant future. Just not even for the money side of things. Just something more passive. Yeah, I because mean, I know traders go. People on Instagram go around and say I don't need to take thirty minutes a day or whatever, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It takes a lot. Quite. A, it takes a fair amount of time. Although you've got a lot of spare time, as in you set your alerts and stuff on the charts, and then you, you never really stop your working day. Yeah, you are. I know you don't set up yeah. trades as such because you just sort of see the patterns and go for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. For someone, for a technical trader like me, when I set up my setups, I have alerts on them, and pretty much, if that alert goes, I'm back to work on looking for whatever my entry point. My obviously, I'm not working like eight hours straight like a, a typical job, but no. it's sort of it is that factor of I am always working really. Yeah, I guess for a technical trader is a bit is a bit. I different. always have the option to walk away and just sort of take the, but it's 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 hard to. If if a setup's good, it's it's hard to say no to it, really. Yeah, I mean you'd be stupid not to if you've already done the work to analyze it. It's just sort of, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I mean, have you seen um? The, the coronavirus now with England topping the... I have, I've literally just... Uh, a message popped up on my phone about it just now. Yeah, about the, the England have topped Italy's top yeah. uh, deaths or anything. Yeah, the other week... Well, yeah, last week there was 3,000-odd people on a beach in the UK. Was there? Where? Yeah, in Brighton. Oh, in the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Sunbathing and having barbecues and stuff. Mm. Yeah, in Russia... I don't know, well, they've obviously got that thing where if you caught outside for an unessential thing, you get a seven-year uh, seven prison sentence. No way. Or something stupid no. like that. But That's what we need. We need that because people, the reason we have more deaths than Italy already is because they're, they're fully locked down where you can't even leave the house. And we're literally sunbathing, going out in massive gatherings. It's just... Yeah, people need to start taking it seriously, I think. Especially when it yeah. comes to summertime, they'll not have a summertime because then we'll be finally in that proper lockdown state. Yeah, it's just being selfish now, to be honest. Mm. As in people going out now are being selfish. I'm still seeing loads of people going outside, to be honest. In groups as well, yeah. In groups, that's the annoying thing. It's a massive group. Yeah, I mean... England, we're never gonna listen, really. It's just the type of culture we have. It's just. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it, it is in our culture to just not care. Like mm. the general British public couldn't care what like government say at all. But that's because we don't have any strict sort of boundaries in place. No, they say they're gonna make it strict, but it's not. It doesn't it's really never gonna happen, and the, the the criminals can get away with doing what they want. And they literally get like six month sentence or something like that, or community mm. service, and then they get away with it. And it's like in other countries, the more stricter ones, 
the ones that economies are doing better in fact like America sort of like them sort of things armed police all of this you know sort of high clamping um, punishment that stops people yeah you can't educate people to do it because they're just gonna continue anyway if the punishment's not bad enough mm. yeah anyway okay. back to tra actually before we get back to trading did you see that guy who ran a marathon on his balcony in Italy yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, imagine living opposite him and just watching him. Watching him do that. Yeah. How do you it's even mad. do that? I think I'd pass out just getting dizzy turning around over and over again. Yeah, because I thought the guy that did the marathon in his back garden in this country, I thought that was um, impressive. <laughs> Benny Balk in a balcony, that's, a, that's the next level. <laughs> next, it'll be someone doing it in the, like, the stairwell or something, or the toilet. Wow. It's just. Ooh. What are you gonna yeah, try it? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not trying that. I am three subs behind you now. On Telegram. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't gained anything this week because I barely traded, and then I pretty much had a really bad week. But it is yeah, ben, performance ben based. You just cut out there. Oh no! I said Ben had a hissy fit in the middle of the week. Did I? Yeah. When? I'm sure. I'm sure it was you, unless it was someone else I was talking to. Oh, I don't think it was me. Not this week. Oh, well, someone was crying to me. I forgot who it was. I'm sure. For some reason, I thought it was you. It was about you, was thirty as well. I think that's why I assumed it was you. Okay, it probably wasn't Ben then. I mean, uh, I sent the thing about the the take profit being hit for nine hundred pips. Oh no, that wasn't you then. No, no. Oh, it, no. was, it was someone complaining about US thirty. It wasn't you. But oh yeah, let's talk about that trade actually. I had a trade set up and I had my alert on it and then that was the only trade that hit the take profit which was like that was something stupid like 12% or something as well it was 900 pip take profit oh man there's the tiniest stop loss ever and it hit perfectly and I was like if this hits I'm really gonna just give up and then after that we took a few losses and it was just sort of time to take a break I think mm. after that one the problem is when you you know when you like take a break, mm. and then you go back to the charts. Do you ever look back and see what you could have done? As in, do you ever look back at like possible trades that you would have taken? Yeah, but I just count class that as back testing and say, well, the strategy that I'm looking for works. Move on. Otherwise, you sort of start thinking about those those profits that you've missed, don't you? Yeah, I think that that's why I've stopped. Like, even if I'm having a bad week, I don't. I don't really stop. I still like carry on. I don't know if that's a good thing to be honest. You trade with some crazy volume as well. Yeah. I'm probably going to say this every single week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. You and you said is it good or bad, and I was like, yeah. It depends if you win. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, I think uh, the amount of setups I had was. I mean, I th to be fair, I don't. It's a bit. It's, I don't know if it's. I don't know if you ever do it, but I never doubt my setup. Nah, I sometimes do. It depends, but if I doubt it, I just don't trade it. But I'm more of a picky trader. You more. You're more of a high volume. I yeah, that. That's the difference between me. And you, you probably place about fifty trades a week. Uh, I think mm, thirty maybe. There. I'm not sure how many trades I took this week actually. Last week I took about 30 to be fair. 
Yeah, I have slowed down to how from how I was. Do you remember when? Um, really? Remember last year when we? Yeah, in August I was taking, oh. I was taking like I was taking like seven eight trades a day. Yeah, that would have been close to fifty. I mean, it's not a bad thing if that's how if it's working. <laughs> but no. as a beginner trader, definitely don't copy tans. Yeah, don't do that. Just I try mean, and focus on one or two trades at once, and then. Yeah, I think that's where the signal mindset comes in because before I started my signal channel again, it was I was only placing like uh, four or five trades. To be fair, even that might seem like a lot, but I was placing like four or five trades a week and just holding them, and that was doing that was doing good enough for me. But then, for some reason, when you come to signals, uh, I think it's a bit different not having a free group. But when you had people that were paying or people who signed up to be in your group, you sort of feel obliged to send something. Yeah, and send something. And I, the thing is, I know with my strategy, I can go to a lower time frame and then look and get more like intra like intraday moves. But the probability for the strategy just reduces the lower the time frame you go. Yeah. But uh, I've been sticking to the four hour and the daily now, and it's worked. It's working quite nicely. I can't. I can't place entries on four hour daily and hourly. It's just I, I can't do it. Because I feel like top down analysis. If you do those three, you might as well find a better entry on the fifteen, the five minute, and then sort of get the perfect entry, and then it, it all lines up. But I suppose if you just have a bigger stop loss, you can do that. But that's just not my style. I like the perfect entry sort of. Yeah, to be fair, I think your your entries are always better than always better than mine. To be fair, I took a few of your trades last week. Well, not like from you, but we were looking at the same. Well, it's hard not to look at the same pairs because you trade literally like ten pairs at once. Yeah, I think we. Uh, I've yeah, I've got a massive variety of pairs that I that I look at. Yeah, I look for the the single, two or three high quality setups. And then Tan sells like fifty, and then we end up sending the same thing. Well, not exactly the same. But we send similar sort of signals just based off Tanza's volume. Do, yeah. Tanza's I everything. Think there was, yeah, I think there was like, um, there's a few trades where... Odd USD was the uh, main one. Yeah, I was like, we, I entered and I saw your signal be sent out. I was like, oh, he's got a better entry, hasn't he? <laughs> My entry was like 50 pips off to yours. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and I still it, hit stop loss. Oh, Jesus. It, that did hit stop loss, yeah. I think if, um, I think depending on the time frame... I'm using my stop losses do vary to be fair but I mean keeping them fairly tight I don't, I don't think I can ever do a stop loss like yours though. like I don't think I can ever do like a five ten minute stop loss oh that trade was brilliant the other week the USC JPY breakdown oh yeah that was decent yeah yeah that was a, de that was a decent trade I could have held that as well it was a five pip stop loss enough four it was like 4.2 pip stop loss and it absolutely smashed the 5% 20 pips mm. in like 30 seconds. <laughs> See, that's a good thing to uh, bring up now actually is that I don't know if you ever noticed it where a lot of Forex teams like to compare how many pips they caught. Mm, yeah. But then you get like say, um, I'm not going to name names, but say you get like a swing trader you probably know who I'm talking about <laughs> I do. who has like a two, 300 pip stop loss and then closes the trade for like two, three hundred pips or four hundred pips. Sometimes he gets more. To be fair, I think this week he's done really well. Yeah, he has. But, but um, yeah, and then he he uses ten lots every time. 
Yeah, and which is like if, if you lost that, that's thirty k, and it really yeah, thirty thousand loss per trade. So there's yeah. no way that's one percent because that would be three million in his account, and there's three million, yeah, three million in his account, and I, yeah. I, I I'm I I mean he's a good trader, but I highly doubt he has three million in his account. I well, I think I always think that if if someone's got that much in their account, they wouldn't really be doing signaling. The so thing is, he places it, about five positions with ten lots as well, so that would be like exactly yeah. It's yeah, like fifteen exactly. million pounds in his account. That is a lot of money to be. Yeah, that's that is mental, isn't it? Yeah, and then he makes a hundred k or hundred and ten k, which doesn't add up really, because if you had fifteen million in your account and you make a hundred k, which is a lot of money, six figures, obviously, in one well one pair of trades. But that's not even close to... I can't do the maths. It, it's less than 1%. It's like 0.3%. Gain? Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah it is, so it basically, some it, it doesn't add up if he was really doing risk management the way all you know, well-known professional traders like yeah. do it. Which is it just sort of doesn't make sense. But at that point, he can say he's caught 1,800 pips. And he's made six figures, but in reality, yeah. that's not even one percent, which that, I could make in amazing, I could make yeah. that in five pips. Yeah. But and then when people sort of provide uh, compare signal providers and they're looking at my five pips versus his one thousand eight hundred, they would go for his. Yeah. But in reality, I've made more than him. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, no one thinks about percentage. No one does. Signal providers don't provide percentage. That's the thing. So when people don't go through percentage, uh, if they don't go through training and courses and learning before they go into signals, they just think if you risk zero point one lots, that's just what you risk. Yeah. That's not how it works at all. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I was obviously I well probably you as well, but I never looked at percentages when I started. No, not me neither. I was. I started with 0.1 lot and then I did that 0.03 per 300 pounds and neither of them worked because you can pick up a small trade and make you know 5% off it but if you were using them sort of lot sizes consistently you'll take bigger losses than you take wins eventually Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I think people need to be taught risk management and percentage gain and just sort of forget about the pips. Yeah, pips don't really mean a, a huge amount, to be fair. Which is why I started showing a uh, percentage on my group, which I never used to do. I think yeah. it's just an, a pain to work out, really. An add up. Well, do you know? Do you know what it was? And I said, well, well, here it goes. <laughs> you know what I was doing signals. Um, when I on trading view, I didn't realise it works like all the all that out for you. <laughs> oh yeah you asked me and you were like <laughs> I remember this you're like oh, I can't work out how many pips this is what, what percentage is it I was like just hover over it and he was like oh is that the percentage he's like no way and I was like yeah man it is yeah it makes it a lot easier yeah pretty much software does it for you now if you just literally use it I'd like to but, yeah but I can work out myself now yeah um, I mean I pretty much just do it myself but it just <laughs> hey, go on then make a joke. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
nothing, nothing to say. Well, yeah, it's just like pips basically mean nothing. I don't know. I think it's when people post pip counts and say this is how much you could have made with this size account. Oh yeah, that annoys me so much when you see oh with zero point zero one you could have made this amount with zero point whatever it is with zero point one you could have made this. Yeah, and it's not it's not accurate at all. Firstly, they don't even talk about swaps and spreads, and secondly, that's usually that formula works for dollars. Oh, is it? Yeah. So for pounds, it's slightly short. Well, I, I don't know about you, but obviously I've got this stupid US dollar account. So literally, it works out perfect. It's like one one pip on my two lot is twenty pounds. Yeah. So, that's. That's the formula, isn't it? Zero point one equals one pound. Yeah, 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 that's the formula. But it's not; it's one dollar because zero point one's about seventy pence or something. Mm, yeah. So it, when people do that, it clearly just shows they don't have any idea how trading works. They're just marketers. They're just sending whatever. They're not even marketers. They're just <sighs> sort of commission scandals. But yeah, yeah, because you can't make that much with that lot size. And plus, half of them they say they caught that many, but they don't show the net pips. <laughs> yeah, that is, that they don't is calculate true. the losses. But even if they do calculate the losses, it's completely wrong because half the time they have massive stop losses. Mm. Which, if you are managing risk properly, the, the rule that most you know expense well not expense high quality courses say is know how much you're going to lose before you start the trade. Mm. That is, yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah, and then if you did that, you'd calculate your lot size is smaller for the bigger percentages. So then, in a perfect world where everyone knew how to manage risk, one thousand pips you would never make a hundred pound off zero point zero one or whatever zero. Yeah, you just wouldn't. No, no, you wouldn't. The 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 monetary side doesn't work out mathematically, and. Neither does the percentage management. So it just, people don't manage percentages. Even your typical quote-unquote trader who's on Instagram, who may know more than the typical scammer, or has done some <laughs> forex, done some forex learning. Mm. They, I guarantee, nine times out of ten, they won't manage risk properly. But yeah, it's quite hard to find someone that actually manages risk. Yeah. Properly. A lot of people have been saying. Uh, in our well, in my free group, I don't know about yours, but just how how much have started managing risk more since? Yeah, to be fair, I've not really um, spoke about risk management in my group at all. I, I don't think I have. I think that's the only thing I people in my group will know that the only thing I ever talk about is managing risk, because a lot of I've seen a lot of good risk management this week because we've been obviously I had a really bad week, uh, minus eight percent. Oh, okay. uh, minus six point something, but yeah, it's quite high loss. But last week we made over twenty percent, maybe it's more. I can't remember. But yeah, so yeah, it In out, theory, it? if you were actually managing risk properly, then you only would have lost. You'd be up by like five percent or something in total, because obviously you'd be using bigger lot size this week because your account was. 20% bigger than last week but in theory you should be 5-10% to 10 up still mm. and a lot of people have showed me that even from last week, even after this week they're still up which just shows oh. 
people are eventually getting the message. I mean, I send it every day, manage risk. You do, to be fair. You do talk about your 1%. Yeah, I started risking 3% on indexes. I think that's what hit me hard this week. Oh, you're turning it to me. Oh, because my US 30 win rate was too high, but <laughs> it's dropping now. Oh, that was ridiculous. In my first two weeks of posting the signals group, I think I had an over 80% win rate on US 30. Yeah, I think you had the best week to start off your, yeah. your free group as well. And my risk management was pretty much... I got about 5% each trade as well. So it was just... That week was ridiculous. Everything was working then. It just seemed like everything that I traded was just going my way. Couldn't be stopped yeah. at that point. But, you know, you get bad weeks and you get good weeks. pretty much it. Yeah. You know what I always say? That I'm not going to trade Mondays when I still do. I can't. It's It's like an addiction. Even like um, I won't be trading Monday. This I avoid bank holidays. Slow volatility kills my strategy. Yeah, no, I, so do I. I need that but, momentum. It's sort of. Mm, but even like the Monday after NFP, I always say to myself, "Don't trade it, don't trade it." But I just, I still do. I think that's uh, still like a behaviour that I need to sort of cancel out. I mean, everyone has something to learn. That's the thing. It's just sort of, no matter what level you're at. Even if you've been full-time trading for 10 years, there's going to be something that you know that you can't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for me, in the last podcast episode, if you didn't see that, uh, the link will be in the description. But, um, yeah, we did talk about how, what we sort of struggle with, and mine's definitely holding trades longer as your account grows. Just That's why I do the short-term. I'll be in and out in 20, 30 minutes, and when I come back, my trades either hit stop loss or take profit. Mm. And it's just sort of, when I'm holding long term, you have to watch it. It's, it's a lot harder for me, but it's not about sort of succeeding in everything that trading has to offer. you just got to find something that works for you. Mm. See, I don't feel you have to watch it if you're holding a long term trade. I don't really watch mine. Yeah, it just depends. But I feel like, I don't know, because I hate the, the riding out the pullbacks. So oh, okay. yeah, say yeah. in terms of a trend and you have a higher low then a higher high then a higher low I would buy on the higher low and when I believe that high is you know hit I'll just get out but mm. in reality if you're in an uptrend you could technically just wait for the pullback and go again and just hold yeah. but I, I don't know I feel like if a reversal does occur and it yeah. goes all the way back to break uh, break even or entry or whatever you've put your stop loss at. And make sure you always move your stop loss. It should never be, you know, at the, the original point once you've broken the previous structure level. So at that point, I just feel like if that hits nothing and you end up with nothing after that trade, it sort of defeats the objective of my strategy. <laughs> Because you could hold it a long time, but I always just keep buying over and over. So I'll enter like three or four times rather than hold the entire. Yeah, it works out the same. Yeah, pretty much. But I just. Well, I might actually make more, to be fair. Just because you get swap fees for longer. Yeah, yeah, you do, to be fair. Well, it's, it's not. But with it's my strategy, fair. I'll hit more stop losses along the way, so technically it just depends. Yeah. 
it just depends on what you're comfortable doing and what you're not. If you prefer longer term trades and you're in my group, then make sure you check out Tanza's group. The link will be in the description. But he does position trading, which is pretty much swing trading. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much swing trading. In theory, it is swing trading. Yeah. Yeah. In theory. Because it doesn't count as a category in trading because obviously the three styles of traders is, you know, day trader, scalper, and swing trader. Mm. And the and the category that one fits into is swing trader, pretty much. But there is sub-levels, like intraday, you know. Yeah, well, to be fair, you, all you have to do is simply put it onto a lower time frame and it works the same as a, a four-day trade. Yeah. I don't, the strategy is not exactly position trading, it's just the actual analysis behind it, isn't it? It works on every chart. It literally work, yeah, it works on everything. Mine does as well, but I wouldn't say that's the strategy as such, because my strategy is to work on the lower time frames. Yeah, but yeah that's true. The style of trade, no, I, we'll call it the style. What The style is like how long you hold it, what time frames you go on, that sort of thing. Mm. But in terms of the strategy, my strategy is always find momentum, no matter what chart you're on. 4 hour, 15 minute it's going to look different and it's going to move different but the overall concept's the same Yeah. but yeah I mean I, th I think we've covered pretty much everything from this week and covered a lot of stuff based off um, everything that's happened and we even talked about coronavirus on a little tangent but that was actually a, a little tangent which we rarely rarely do I mean well we do go on tangents but I think the, the level of this podcast is pretty much we just talk <laughs> and people people seem to enjoy it that is true yeah because we don't really we don't have a set structure except from last week's episode we just sort of go with the flow pretty much yeah last last week's episode Ben was fangirling <laughs> nah oh, we, we, we were trying to set this up for six seven if not more months so pretty mm. much I was just stuffing um, stocking up questions along the way but yeah pretty much usually the day before we record we just sort of say let's cover this <laughs> and then we briefly yeah. cover it and then we don't even end up talking about it in the episode well this one had a little bit more structure because this one you mentioned uh, a couple of days ago so at least we yeah. had like a few, a few days notice <laughs> this time yeah, true. Because we were going to record it yesterday, but our mm. recording time is usually about 7pm. And if we overrun or take a while to start up, um, mm. we end up the the clapping for the NHS and all the last stuff, which is sort of interrupting. Yeah, because we were going to record yesterday. Yeah, well, people set off fireworks outside mine, so it's sort of... Yeah, it'll definitely completely interrupt the flow and everything like that. But, regardless... We made it happen today, yep. <laughs> after some major technical difficulties. It wasn't my end this time, guys. It wasn't me. <laughs> I mean, you turned it off and turned it back on again and it suddenly worked. You can't yeah, blame me. I fixed it. You <laughs> you were the problem. <laughs> so you turning it off was my problem? Nah, well, mine was working fine because you heard me fine and you, I got proof that you said that. Yeah, because my internet was working fine, you just couldn't connect to me. Well, this isn't an argument to have for the podcast. I mean, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to learn to trade, 
Uh, I have a free strategy and free course on my YouTube channel. And if you want to learn to trade more in depth, then Tant has his course released now, if you want to talk about that quickly. My course? My course is a very simple <laughs> yes, course. Yes, your course. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically, it teaches you exactly how I trade. There is several strategies to choose from, um, which I've found have benefited me over the last um, few years. But I obviously stick to one, which you'll find out once you join the course. Yeah, it's very, I guess it's very simple. I mean, Ben's got the most unbiased look of it. I don't know how much you actually saw of it, but... Um, I read the yeah, first draft, I'm pretty sure I read the yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't the first draft, it was before you put all the videos up, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. half the strategies are so simple to learn. Like, there were sort of things that I'd learned from, you know, bits and places, bent ores and stuff like that, when I first started trading. And mm. funnily enough, I've never used any of those strategies, just purely because it's not my style. Yeah, it doesn't have a particular... Like, I always knew I was going to sort of trade Forex, but the way I was introduced was into swing trading and day trading. Mm. And I don't, neither of those sort of were working for me, but I was saying, I still sort of, I kept blowing accounts, but I was like, this is going to work for me. I'm just going to figure it out. And then I ended up doing what I do now and it's worked ever since so you know if you do sort of get a setback don't be disheartened there's other ways to trade see that's interesting because i was introduced by um by scalps and we ended up swapping well yeah we switched completely but if you yeah. wanted if you want a free group then me and tans both are free groups tans is more swing trade oriented mine's more scalp oriented they've got a nice mix between the two to be fair yeah but yeah, if you join either group or join both, I mean the buff free, no risk, no sign-ups, nothing like that. Easily joined. Uh, the links will be in the description. Uh, along with Tanza's course and Tanza's YouTube channel, actually. Tanza started YouTube. <laughs> well, I think I class classes as starting. I will start. I will start posting. Yeah, well, either way, get subscribed to that YouTube channel before we start posting so you don't miss anything in the future. But other than that, that's it for today. I uh, will catch you guys next week with another episode. Take care, guys.